Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad you're listening. We are continuing a topic that I brought up last week and didn't get done. So this is uh, Homegoing Process Part 2. And I have a special guest in the studio with me. Nick Stone Street is in town again visiting the relatives in good old TR. And I thought, well, let's get him in here because he knows a lot about this estate trust and all those kind of things. So welcome again, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me in. It's always great to talk about death. <laughs> okay, well, you didn't have to say it like that. But, uh, but uh, yes, it is important to talk about that even though nobody wants to. Exactly. It's uh, a, one of those taboo topics. Yeah. So it's great that you bring it up. And people think that, well, if I get all my financial affairs in order, I don't like to say affairs in order because people say that but no your financial affairs in order right then you can uh you're liable to more likely get hit by a, a truck or something because everything's in order so no it doesn't work that way but it, it boy it sure can help make the family members uh still like you after you're gone yeah and and not hate you because that can happen where you leave things in a mess and we've seen you and i both have seen plenty of messes when people pass on and didn't, and people didn't know where things were. I mentioned last week, one gentleman had, had a lot of rental property and a lot of, um, almost like slum properties. He just had these little things everywhere and his, his wife didn't even know where all they were. Yeah. And he was way in debt. And it, so you would think, well, this guy's wealthy. No, he wasn't. His, he may, his, his asset values were probably fairly high, but his debt was too. So his net worth was not much. But the main thing is they didn't know where things were. And and we had another lady who called me that we used to go to church with 15 years ago. And her husband had died, and he was a IT computer person, very much uh, paranoid about security and passwords. And he assured his wife that he had life insurance. And she was saying, but I don't see anything. And I can't get his, into his computer because he didn't leave his passwords anywhere. We don't know how to check to see the records to see if something was there. And I told her, well, if there is a life insurance policy that wasn't paid for, then you'll eventually get an invoice that says it's time to pay. <laughs> and you, then you'll know who it is and how much, and you can check on it. Other than that, I don't I don't know any hackers. No, no, and it's it's hard. But, you know, Mike, it's such an important point that a little bit of planning on the front end really can prevent – um, a lot of confusion, mm-hmm. a lot of heartbreak, a lot of financial consequences, a lot of bad blood in families. And so just by going through and having some clarity and bringing people clarity in this area is just a, such a huge benefit. Yeah. It doesn't take that much time. No, absolutely. And last week I talked about some of the things to do to get your estate to, together, avoiding common estate planning missteps, name of the right executor. Uh, keeping your beneficiaries current, and many other things like that. So if you missed that particular show, it's already been posted on TalkingMoneyRadio.com. So go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and click on the the radio show uh, icon, and that will take you to that page that has all these listed. And just as a reminder, you can always get information about other topics that I've talked about, and I've talked about a lot of topics related to money over the years that 14, just about 14 years now, and you can just do a search by topic. It'll come up with most of the shows that where we substantially talked about that particular topic on that show. So today we want to, and also last week, uh, Nick offered uh, the Ronald Blue Trust homegoing document, homegoing packet. Right. And a lot of people requested it. 
And so I'd love to hear from some of you who got it and have had a chance to look at it. What you think? Does it look like it's going to be of help to you? If you want that home-going packet that a lot of people asked for last week, or if you've got another question about that or something else related to our topic today, you can send an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. We're going to go over this document right now. I didn't have time last week. So Nick and I are going to go over that document and give you an idea of what's there and what kinds of things it reminds you to do. And and hopefully you're going to get the idea that it's reminds you to do before somebody dies and not wait till after because you'll see there's a lot of questions on here that if you haven't talked to somebody about that before you pass, of course, you can't pass on the information after you're gone, it's uh, one of those things that God hasn't uh, doesn't allow us to do. Unfortunately, he doesn't tell us when's our time. That's right. Because that would be kind of uh, scary. Yeah. yeah, you'd be waiting all the time for that. Yeah, but... unless you knew it was you know 30 years down the road, then maybe it'd be okay, and you might spend your life more uh, in more fulfilling ways than than you did. So, uh, But if you want that document, just put the uh, home going or something like that in the subject line or just in the body of the email, and we'll know that's what you want, and Tracy will get those documents out to you. It's electronic documents, about 25 pages, um, but it has a lot of valuable information that we'll we'll talk about today. But before we get to that, I did have a, a caller that, that asked a question this past week, and Nick, you can help answer this question for me. It's a fairly common one uh, that we, we hear a lot, so her... Um, one of her parents, and I won't get to specific details, one of her parents is within days, maybe uh, hours or days of passing on. So she's the power of attorney. And so she, her siblings have asked her about making gifts on his behalf from his account to them because several of them have had the experience over the years where their parents gave money to them before they passed on saying they were going to do that to, to help save some taxes, save estate taxes or income taxes or something like that. I forget which, maybe both. And I think some of them are asking because they are, are in need of, of assets and want to get the money as fast as they can. Um, but what's what's the pros and cons there? Uh, let's, let's talk about that. Well, you know, first, the, the focus of the family should be, you know, the care of their loved one in right. the final days and right. saying the things you need to say because it's a that's the tough part. Um, and then just from a financial planning side, uh, depends on how the assets are held and how they're characterized. But they really if they should probably, if, especially if it's assets, that it could get a stepped up basis and the estate isn't taxable. Right. That means then when he or she passes away the assets will be at a new basis, and then if they go to sell them, they won't have to pay capital gains tax. So it's no. probably, in this case, not a good idea yeah, to start gifting away. out. Yeah, so giving money from the IRA, of course, is not going to help because he's going to have to pay taxes on that first, and, his, and, and, and maybe he's in a lower tax bracket. So that's that's a potential there. But but the state the stepped-up basis part is very, very important that people just – it's amazing how many people don't understand that that's even there. So that um, that this person, if they had had, let's say it's a, a half a million dollar estate, but over the years it's grown, so it has it has unrealized gains, what we in the business call unrealized capital gains. So maybe they've only paid, let's say, three hundred thousand dollars for it, and so there's two hundred thousand dollars of gain. So he sells those assets in order to make these gifts. Then there's going to be taxes to his estate if if they or to his uh, regular income before he passes, 
And then, of course, the kids will still get it tax-free. Right. Uh, but it's where's the total tax? But if you wait till they die, then that three hundred, that hundred, that two hundred thousand dollars of gain, unrealized gain, gets wiped out. And now it's as if he paid five hundred thousand dollars for it, as if as the person receiving it paid the same thing that it was worth the person the day the person died. So that income tax gets wiped out. So I told them, yeah, don't don't make the gift because it's going to be better off uh, not making the gift from a total income tax standpoint. Probably made some of the family members not so happy. But, you know, it's it's interesting, a comment she made, and it, it brings up the value of a trusted advisor where she had, had made a comment. She talked to another advisor, got essentially the same answer, but but she called me to ask the question again. And she said, well, because I, uh, I'll, I'll put your name on this one, and because I'm going to tell them that you're the one that said this, it'll have more credibility than than it did otherwise. So yeah, that's important. It helps as advisors. We can serve kind of as a shield to um, family members that want to get their hands on the money early, yeah. and also just for her own liability. She needs to right. lock everything down and make sure she has a clear accounting and get some professional help. Because if there's four siblings, there'll be four different opinions about what to do, and she's <laughs> at least to follow the book. Yeah, yeah. spouses there too, so you might yeah. <laughs> you might have eight different opinions. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so when we get back from the break, we'll be talking and and kind of walking through this um, this document, so that this home going packet process document it is a process. It's not a one and done type thing, but hopefully it's going to give you an idea of the kinds of things you need to prepare for yourself, or if you are listed and you know you are the personal representative what they used to call executor uh, in, in this document. It, it says executor, but it's, it's personal representative. Or, and, and you know what we mean, essentially the same thing, that if you know you are that person for somebody else's estate, then you need to have those conversations with that person so that you know where these documents are and you know the, the their wishes so that you can carry those out correctly. But if you, of course, want this document, uh, you can just go to Mike. You send an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com and request the home-going packet, and we'll be glad to ship that out to you. We'll be right back. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. It's about 20 minutes after the hour here on Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host for today. So we're talking about uh, the home-going process. Nick Stone Street, CEO of Ron Blue Trust, is uh, with me in the studio today, helping us go through these things. He's been through it a, a number of times and has recommended it to a lot of people, you you said. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So it's a it's a very thorough document. Um, matter of fact, Paul talking about going through it last night interrupted with uh, a grandbaby. So yeah, you know, sometime... grandbaby was brought in just <laughs> interrupted. <laughs> but you'll get back to it. I know. Uh, so I so a lot of people when they hear me talking about this, they say, "Oh yeah, I want a copy of it." Especially since it's free. That's one thing, and it's and it's thorough and very comprehensive, which is also important. So the way the the document lists, or way the way it flows, it it goes through kind of a transition time. So realizing that this going through this document is is actually a process. It's not just one and done because there's things that are going to change over time. But it's they're they're long. You want to avoid making hasty long-term decisions. So thinking about them ahead of time is very 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 important. So it goes through several timelines, and this is within the first few days after someone passes. These are the things that are mentioned in the documents. So determine who the decision maker is for funeral arrangements. That seems kind of obvious. Okay, then some of these will be obvious. Review the deceased written wishes. Okay, this is an assumption here that there are some. <laughs> that there are exactly. some down there, and, and even if they're not written, hopefully they've told somebody you know, what they would like to do. But when my parents passed down in, when they were in the Ocala, Florida area, and none of our none of the children lived near them. The closest was my brother Brian, an hour and a half or so away. And so their, their assets being transferred to a living trust and we, and they, they were clients of mine for quite a few years. So we were able to get all those things organized. So coming down there, being from out of state, it was really nice. They had already prepaid and pre-planned the funeral. So everything was there and it was done. And in this case, which was rare, we haven't found that up in the Greenville area. But there were no extra costs, and when we've had some of their prepaid up here, there's it doesn't seem to cover everything. There's always extra charges they could find, uh, so be careful about that when you're checking with the funeral home. Uh, notify family and friends, of course. That's you say, yeah, that's that's uh, something that seems pretty common. And contact the funeral home, and then this was an interesting so security it mentions in here. So it says consider additional security measures for the surviving spouse during the service services and for as long as necessary afterward know who has extra keys to the house changing alarm codes and locks may be necessary so you don't think about that you have the obituary that's right and it says this is what the funeral is yeah and then and you know we live in a fallen world yeah and there's people that take opportunity and advantage of other people's suffering and that surviving spouse is vulnerable yeah you got that once it's advertised that um someone's passed yeah and of course, doing the obituary, write, it says write or find the obituary and place it in the appropriate newspapers. Uh, request certified death certificates, copies, and this is something the funeral home, funeral home will help you with, but generally it's, it's less expensive to order more right then and then instead of having to order more later and you don't want the hassle of it, they're not really that expensive. So if you order 10 or 12 or something that, for most people, that's probably going to be Enough, and, and, and a lot depends on whether or not a particular financial institution will take a copy of one, or if they will require a certified copy, an original one. But if you go ahead and get a dozen, you're probably going to be okay, unless somebody has a lot of different things in their life. Um, and then keep a record, uh, and this is some this is something that can fall through the cracks. So it reminds you: keep a record of flowers and assistance from others, so they can be thanked later. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, you when you're in that time. And all this stuff is going on, and then you, your tendency is going to be, I, I forget, what was that again? Because I was in the middle of the funeral, and I was in the middle of the morning, and all this stuff. 
So keep a record so you can thank them later. Then documents, consider reviewing some of the documents such as the will. And this is kind of interesting to have it on here within the first few days. Uh, will, final wishes, or family letter while the family is gathered together. Kind of a tough time to, you know, like, oh, he's not even cold yet. You were already talking right. about this person. But really, if the family members uh, live out of state, like in my case with my, my folks, I mean, you're there together. You're not necessarily going to be together again for a long time. Right. Even though we've all learned how to use Zoom, it's yeah. still when you're there. And if you have that ready and, and you characterize it as a financial meeting, say, look, you know, we, we're we all grieving and we're all hurting, but there's a few things that we need to talk about. And it usually those will go really well because if it's already been things have already been decided up front, you can get through that, but characterize it as a, a financial meeting so that people really know what to expect. Yeah, and a lot depends on the family dynamics. In my case, it was very easy because uh, all of us get along great. Everybody's a believer in Christ, and, and that helps. Not to say that that always means it's going to be smooth sailing because we know, like you said, it's still a fallen world. But in our case, uh, my parents didn't have a lot anyway, but it was still it, it was a fairly easy process. But boy, I tell you, that's the, I've heard this over and over again, that you'll never really truly understand someone until you share an inheritance with them. Yeah. You, it really can bring out the best and the worst in people mm-hmm. and the stress. And it doesn't have to be a large estate. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen people right. fall out over, you know, the pinky ring or, you know, yeah. some item that, you know, daddy promised he's going to give me. And there, there can be, without clarity, you're going to have um, disputes and and hard hardship yeah. in that. At least potentially. Potentially, sure, sure. Yeah. And we'll talk about that and, and the documents and the personal belongings here. It, it reminds you about that, too. So after that first section was within essentially due within the first few days, the next one's within the first few weeks. Things like determine who's in charge of the financial issues. So if you haven't reviewed the will and you don't know who the personal representative is, you don't know who the trustees may be. That's the time to find out. Uh, you need to know who has access to the funds. And I, I encourage people, the listeners on Talking Money, many times over the years to make sure someone either has access to your funds so they can pay some of these final expenses or they have the resources to do it personally and then get reimbursed by the estate later. But it has to be somebody has to, to know what to do and where to go, how to pay, and all that kind of thing. The, another point it makes is professional advisors. You know, contact the appropriate professionals. And I made a note here and said, one call to us. <laughs> and this, this has happened myriad of times over the years. We're, the, we're oftentimes the first person that someone calls. Yeah, and it's a real honor as an advisor if you're first call because mm-hmm. it shows that you have that trusted relationship. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it makes we're – not, we're not happy about getting that call, but we certainly and, – and many times it's not unexpected – but to be the one that they have enough confidence in to call us and we can help coordinate and will coordinate and we don't charge anything extra for it to con- to coordinate all this stuff for the the other professionals that are in your life to make sure it gets the stuff gets done insurance forms and helping with probate uh, or whatever it is uh next things report death to social security a lot of times the, the um nurse the funeral home will do that if somebody's a business owner boy this talk about opening up a whole new pandora's box potentially is there a buy sell agreement who's going to take over who owns it now there's one of our associates with ronald blue trust that's actually um her father passed and she's taken leave to go settle 
his estate and uh, she's in the middle of it and the stories and, you know, he had all kind of assets and farm and, you know, it's probably going to be several more weeks or maybe a couple of months before she has everything finished. Yeah. Well, it is, it is time consuming. Other things like current employer for filing death benefits, salary, vacation, sick pay, if the person was still working, maybe even past employers. So we forget about other, maybe a retirement plan, something that's still at a past employer. And then notifying other organizations like the VA, um, professional volunteer organizations, other places that would want to know that this person's passed, or in the case of the VA, maybe there's some benefits there. Okay, so we're about time for the hard break at the bottom of the hour that I can keep talking, but nobody can hear me. So we want to break off here. So we'll, we want to remind you, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. If you want a copy of this document we're reviewing, the home going at Packet, then send that email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, and we'll get that out to you uh, sometime next week. And then the fun begins with trying to fill it out. All right, we'll be back with the second half of Talking Money in just a few minutes. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I am pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust as the sponsor of Talking Money. As a trust company with clients in all 50 states, Ronald Blue Trust can serve as trustee, backup trustee, or even personal representative, what we used to call the executor or executrix. This can be a valuable service, especially if you'd like to pass on your values and not just your valuables to your heirs. Your heirs will probably have one of two perspectives. Either they will say something like, what am I going to inherit, which is usually the common perspective, or they will ask, what is going to be entrusted to me? What talents will I be responsible to manage? Tim Kimmel, Director of Family Matters, said it well, quote, you can't leave character to your trust account. You can't write your values into the will. You can't bank traits like courage, honesty, and compassion in a safe deposit box. What we need is a plan a long-term strategy to convey our convictions to the next generation, unquote. Estate and trust planning are about much more than saving taxes or simply making sure your assets get transferred efficiently to your children. You can find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-PLAN. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host for today. In the studio with me, Nick Stone Street, CEO of Ronald Blue Trust. Enjoy having Nick whenever he comes to town. We try to grab him and stick him in the studio for an hour. So always glad to have you with us in the studio, Nick. It's great to be here with you, Mike. And you've got the greatest radio voice, by the way. I always feel like a Mickey Mouse sitting here next to you. So. <laughs> well, it just it's came with the body, I guess. Uh, it's it's just one of those things. And although I I must say the the years I did public speaking, uh, and I learned, and, and it's scary when I listen to some of my speeches back when I first started doing public speaking, being a a Midwesterner and coming from Ohio, primarily Pennsylvania and Ohio, and boy, did I talk fast. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, I've got to keep telling myself, and no, nobody sees these notes, but I'll write almost every week on my notes. I'll say, speak slowly, 
Because my tendency is when I start getting excited about something, I'll start speaking a little faster and, and start losing it some. So we don't want to, we don't want to do that because we want to make sure that we uh, keep the audience engaged. You've got it down now, Mike. Okay. So we've been talking about the home going uh, document. So if you want that home going document, about 25, seven pages, it's free. You just send an email to Mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. And just in the subject line or in the body of the email, say something about the home-going packet. And we'll get that sent out to you next week, and you can review that. We're reviewing it here today to give you an idea of the kinds of things that are on here. And we've gone through what you should do essentially immediately after someone passes, what you'll do within the first few weeks. Now we're within the first two months, the, the document says. So file the will with state probate court. And with with uh, South Carolina, it's supposed to be 30 days. So you really need to get that filed in 30 days. But you need to know what your particular state requires. And they're going to require a death certificate. And then they're going to name who's going to be the personal representative. All that's going to be named in there. If there's not a will, what happens then? Yeah, that's a little bit scary. Yeah. Then they got to find somebody. It may not be the person you wanted to handle your state. That's right. It's always best to designate that person in a document. Yeah. And it, it mentions here, if real estate is owned outside the state of residence, probate the will in the state where the real estate is located. And I'll add something to that, and I would encourage you to put at least those assets inside a living trust so they're not in your name anymore. It makes it a lot easier to, you won't have to probate in the other state because it's not in your name. It's the name of the estate. And many people and some attorneys will suggest that you put all of your assets in a living trust, and that's certainly an option. I like to recommend attorneys who don't just do living trust. There are a few in town that will do a living trust for everyone. I like to use the attorneys that will use that as an option because it's not necessarily the best for everybody. The executor appointed, uh, the documents, where are they? Do you know where they are? Does the executor personal representative know where they are? Can they get to them? What about safe deposit box? Yeah, safe deposit boxes can actually be tricky. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I learned when my mother passed, I was on all of her accounts and she had a will and it was very clear and I was in charge and, um, but I was not named on the safety deposit box. Ah, she so couldn't and, get to it. And so, yeah, they, yeah, you couldn't get to it. I mean, they could, they would allow you to go in to look for other documents, but you had right. to leave everything and close the box. Right. So we had to go through in Florida and go through an entire probate process just for the contents of the safety deposit box that I knew didn't have anything in it except a few things that were special to her. And so, you know, that's that's one place where you've got to make sure that if you're naming someone for your effects, make sure you're naming someone on the safety deposit box, too, that they're joined on that. Yeah, my understanding is the bank is required to take an inventory of that box. And so I've I've suggested people, you know, have a, a you can have it in the name of a corporation, which never dies which I used to have it that way, uh, or you have a child on there, and I've told uh, the children, I'll have to remind them again, so if, if you happen to pass away, the, the second spouse dies on the weekend, or the obituaries are going to hit the weekend, is to say, no, let's not put that obituary in the paper until, let's say, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And give me time to go to the safe deposit box. The bank doesn't know that the parents died yet, and I can still go in there and get whatever I want to. And, but otherwise, if they see it in the newspaper, then you're liable to have to go through all the, right. the rigmarole that you had to go through to right. get that done. All right, other things. So file insurance claims, of course. Uh, review the insurance needs. What's what's the 
survivor going to need now as life insurance. Life insurance is a great tool because it it um, gives you provides essentially immediate liquidity. And it's not like money in the bank where you can access that. But generally, within once you get this, you have to get the death certificate. So that's going to take a week, ten days to get that. Once you file the claim, usually within a couple of weeks, you got the cash. And they're not going to send you a check. Typically, they're going to send you a checkbook with a statement that says, here, how much money is in this account for you. It'll earn interest typically from the day the person died. So don't fret about, yeah, but they, they kept my money for a month or two months and didn't get it to me. No, they're paying you interest from the day. Now, granted, how much interest do they pay these days? Uh, but, <laughs> you might be paying them these yeah, days. Yeah, maybe. But they, they still will, will uh, go from the date of death for that. And then you can write one check for the whole proceeds, or you can just write checks over time. And I've seen some insurance companies that do actually pay a pretty decent interest rate on that money. And if they're trying to keep it there or, or what they're, they're trying to do. All right, then the next section, timeline, is within a reasonable amount of time. These are the things you should do. So you got estate tax. And and this this was written a number of years ago before the estate tax exemption was so high, but you're still looking at about eleven and a half million per person. So most of us don't have to worry about the estate tax because you're looking at twenty three million roughly with a couple because you can utilize that other person's and and pour it over to the next person's um, estate and have that uh, doubled up for that. So that's not too much trouble there. And if you're if you have that kind of estate. Then you better be getting some some help from us or in your attorney well before then. Absolutely, we've handled some really large estates in the last year and have caught significant errors in the estates that would yeah. have resulted in quite a bit of tax had we not caught the errors. And these were even prepared by professionals. Yeah, caught so, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, income tax, the, those have to be filed on a timely basis. And then retirement accounts. I want to mention something here that is generally the custodian will remind you of this, but if somebody has an IRA and they are already taking the required minimum distribution, which is now age 72, just got bumped that up, and it's non-existent this year, just as a reminder, you don't have to take an RMD this year, but next year somebody dies and they are 72 and they're supposed to, or older, and they have to take the required minimum distribution, then that needs to be taken out before it gets transferred to the surviving spouse or to the children. They're going to require that, and that's going to be taxable to the deceased person's regular the state or their their own income tax before that. Um, and then transfer the the spouse which should transfer, because the next point on here is update beneficiary and payable on death designations. And you and I were talking about this, Nick, before uh, we had a client years ago. They're both deceased, so we're not using their names. But one of them, uh, the one passed away, and, of course, the surviving spouse was the contingent beneficiary, and then you had the children after that. Well, if we were pretty insistent on getting them in as soon as possible to get it transferred to the spouse, so then the spouse would name have the primary beneficiaries there instead. If we had not done that, and then the surviving spouse passed away before doing that, then that surviving spouse's estate would still be considered the primary beneficiary. And I think that could cause a little bit of a problem, don't you think? That could. That could be a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, it could cause some taxes to be paid a lot earlier than should have been paid. So don't. You know, it says within a reasonable time, I would encourage you to do that as really as soon as possible. And then update the beneficiaries, of course, for the surviving spouse. Uh, the things that are delay until ready... So you're ready for it. Uh, things like moving, 
large impulse purchases, anything like that, you'd want to say, hey, don't make those kind of big decisions right away. Right. Right. Distributing possessions, uh, just do it when you're ready. There's, there's no requirement that has to be done, certainly at the time. you got all those things inside the house that you're trying to figure out who gets what. And you do need to be careful. Unfortunately, some family members that will come in and take stuff, and if they've got a key, they can go in there and take things, and you wonder, where did that? I, I know there was that that silver set or that special um, china or whatever. It used to be there, and it's not there anymore. Where did it go? Well, you don't know. It's uh, Somebody took it that shouldn't have taken it. Um, financial assistance to others. Um, so so we, we talked about this a little bit, uh, Nick, is that you have the situation where somebody gets a, li- a large life insurance policy and then all of a sudden uh, they have relatives that know that you got or assume that you got something big and, and all these great investment opportunities come out of the woodwork. They want you to help fund. Yeah, you know, it's quite amazing. Anytime there's a windfall, you become much more popular. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We've noticed it at Ronald Blue Trust. We have a professional athletes division, and we see that a lot with the professional athletes because their windfalls are public, right? They sign a new contract for X millions of dollars, right. and everybody knows. And so, you know, we've become quite good at uh, being a shield with uh, with the athletes and with other clients as well yeah. to say, you know, let me see you, the restaurant that your friend wants you to open. Let's see the business plan. And right. then if you have to go back and say, no, I don't think this is a good idea, at least it gives them a way to preserve the relationship right. and, you know, make you kind of the bad guy in a sense. Right. As advisors, we've told many client, uh, uh, surviving client, that you use us as the as the scapegoat, as the bad guy. And, and so you can tell us about it. We'll tell you not to do it. And you can tell the person that's asking you for the money that, oh, my advisor is the one that said not to do this. And then they, they don't blame you. They blame us. And, and it maintains hopefully whatever family harmony there was. All right. We'll be back with Nick Stone Street and talking about the home going process in just a couple of minutes. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's one 800 5887526 Now back to talking money. And if you want to check out the Greenville team of Ronald Blue Trust, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville and you can check out the bios of the people there that work in this office. Of course, we have access to the talent in all the offices and the national office as well. Dick Stone Street, CEO of Ronald Blue Trust, joins me in the studio today. We're talking about the home process document, which he's reviewed with other people many times or recommended many times. And uh, I think it's a great document to have. It helps you organize your estate, helps you have those conversations, sometimes tough, 
but usually necessary conversations with those who will be handling your estate, especially. If you want a copy of that document, send an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Just ask for a home-going document, and that'll take care of that. Or if you'd rather just make a phone call, the phone number at the office is 800 588 Seven five two six, which is stands for the letter plan, P L A N. So eight hundred five eight eight seven five two six, and you can request that on the recording and leave a voicemail for that as well. Just make sure you give us your email address or mail address. We'll be glad to send that to you. All right. So we've talked about the things to do, Nick, in the first uh, few months of things, and then the rest of the document essentially goes through a place for you to list where things are. So where's the original? Where's the copies? What's in your safe deposit box? What's the number? Um, passwords, reminders, to, uh, and I've got a note here that says, get rid of old documents to avoid confusion or extra work like old life insurance policies. Yeah, I know people that have kept them think, well, maybe the insurance company will forget that I wasn't paying the premium and they'll pay out anyway. They don't do that. No, <laughs> they, they keep pretty good records on things like that. You're not going to get it. Uh, so as, it has a reminder for that. There's also a page here talking about listing your professionals. The financial advisor, accountant, lawyers, the pastor, your personal advisor, things like that, insurance agent, uh, funeral instructions, another page for that. So the funeral home preference, and this is, again, not as necessary if you've gone to the funeral home and you've prepaid and preplanned that. But it's, there's a, a great page here that talks about what to do there. Uh, the cemetery, the next page, uh, flowers, organ, organ donor information is there, plus other and then obituary information, have you written it? Uh, then, and what kinds of things you may want to include in that with date and place of birth, parents' names, church affiliation, and just a, a checklist to remind you of things that you may want to put in your obituary. Uh, <laughs> maybe some things you want in there that somebody else may not think of or may not want to put in there. Uh, I remember my former partner, Leon, who was uh, just a, a hoot from a... From a uh, a humor standpoint, uh, his his old Southern way about him. He says he wanted to put on his his tombstone. I told you I wasn't feeling good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, and then there's another copy for a spouse. So the same pages of you know five or six pages here that you would do the same kind of information for a spouse. And then there's a, the next page is important items to consider. So there's a list of that: the professional advisors, inventory, valuables, distribution of household items. Expenses, maintain a list of recurring expenses, list automatic deposits to the account, uh, prepare a list of family, friends, and other contacts that should be notified, uh, prepare a list of recurring service contracts, uh, set of instructions for proper care and gifting. It, it, it says gifting of any pets, including all your pets' medical records. That's that's getting, That's a that's, big one. It is. I mean, a lot of people, uh, what do you do? You can't, I mean, there's a, a dog or a cat. Especially if it's a dog. Cat we don't care so much about. But anyway, the dog. Uh, You're going to get some hate mail on that one, Mike. <laughs> I know. Some people love their cats. My brother is one. He's He's got a cat that just loves the cat. Uh, and then the next page has the executor's primary duties, the documentation needed, and then documentation include. And then there's a, a page for the inventory. And then, and then that's it. So if you go through that document, then it'll, it'll really remind you of all the different things that you need to do and have the discussions with. And there again, if you want a copy of this document, it's easy to get. It's free. And don't worry, I'm not going to use your information and keep contacting you after that to, to hound you about being a client of Ronald Blue Trust. That's not what this is for. It's for information just like all of Talking Money is to help you be a better steward of the financial resources God has given you. 
We had, we had a, that document is so comprehensive. We had a friend going through this with her father and at one point going through all the different information, asked him, what color underwear do you want to be buried in? And he just looked and said, does that, is that in there? And she said, no, I was just curious. So it's compre, it doesn't cover everything, but it is comprehensive. That's good. Okay. So if you want that document, Mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. So Mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. Send an email and just put on there home going process, home going packet, home going, whatever it is, uh, we'll know in the subject line or in the body of the email, and, and that will let us know that you want to copy that. We'll get that email to you out next uh, next week. All right, so the, the minutes we have left, about five minutes left, um, Nick, I wanted to talk a little bit about the estate and trust planning services that, and the offerings that we have at Ronald Blue Trust. So talk to us a little bit about the it's a, it's a trust company. We, we weren't always affiliated with a trust company, but you came on board to help us get that uh, in play. So we have that as a valuable resource to people. In what ways might somebody use Ronald Blue Trust? Well, there's a few different ways. Um, when you have somebody that can work on your behalf, a true fiduciary that can actually do all of these things on your behalf, it really makes a big difference. And so we can step in as a trustee and we can help um, serve and work with all of the matters of the estate to help settle the estate. So we're, we're great at doing that. But then even longer term, we're able to administer trust. If you leave um, assets in trust, then mm-hmm. you're, we're able to administer it, make sure the taxes are paid, make sure the distributions go for the reasons that it says in the trust document. And, you know, if you have, uh, we have four kids and there might be one of them or more that could need a trust. Uh, right. And so if you're thinking through the strengths and weaknesses of your children as well, if some of them haven't been great with handling money or mm-hmm. some of them might have some uh, incapacity issue, that then you're able to set up trust for them to care for them long term. Also, surviving a spouse um, to have a someone right. serve as a trustee or a co-trustee if if they start to to fail, you can step in and help continue to work with all of the affairs. Yeah, when you mentioned that about the a child, and it may that maybe the child is even fine, but if they're married. And maybe their spouse is not, and the spouse would have some undue influence on them on using the money unwisely. If you think that's the case, or if you think there might be a a trouble in that marriage down the road, then a trust can can help on all those points. Yeah, yeah, they really can. And, you know, you could think about it a little bit as if you're setting up a pension plan for a child. Mm -hmm. So, But everyone's different. Every family's different. And you've got to assess kind of the strengths and weaknesses in the family. Mm-hmm. And and it, you can set up to help compensate for that. You know, as a parent, you do it all the time anyway in the way that you help uh, your different children with their different needs. Right. Well, with the with the financial situation, I mean, a lot of families have uh, children that have gone through chemical dependency. Right. And maybe they're in recovery and doing well, mm-hmm. but maybe you know, dropping a million dollars on them wouldn't be the best thing. Right. And so you yeah. can set up a trust and make sure you're taking care of of those different needs. There's also something called a special needs trust right. that we can help set up sure. and administer. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to That's use That's for a special tools. needs child, someone who Absolutely. would qualify for government benefits and there's certain trusts you can set up to make sure they still have access to the trust without foregoing some of those government benefits. And that's a very important um, 
I know Jeremy Weaver in our office has done a lot of work on that, and as well as the firm wide, and does a lot of expertise in that. But the the one of the you know if you've got a family member that can that usually a spouse is named as the the trustee if there's a trust set up initially, and then maybe the children are after that. But if you don't have a spouse that wants to do it or is capable of doing it, or if you don't have a child who can take over for that, then that's where Ronald Blue Trust can be named as that backup. If not the main Absolutely. corporate trustee, but certainly as a backup in there, because many most attorneys will ask you, are these all these people are not here or won't do it? Who do you want to be as the ultimate backup for that? And we can be the ultimate backup. Right. Well, and, and you can have a situation where you're a co-trustee with someone too. Mm-hmm. So you can have somebody that's a really capable engineer, but they're not really that great at handling all the details around a state settlement. Yeah, uh, and you could name us as a co-trustee with one yeah. of your with your surviving spouse or your cap- one of your really capable children, and it takes some pressure off of them because one of right. the worst things is when you have siblings and they end up in a squabble. Yeah, having a professional trustee in administering everything, we've seen most of the issues that can arise, and we can yeah. help families deal with that. And a lot of people think, oh, but it's way too expensive. I don't want to do that, and I, and, and compared to. The industry averages, I mean, our fees are, I think, very reasonable. And so it's it's worth checking into to see if it's something that uh, that would benefit you. It's better than the price of a lawsuit. That's exactly right. Okay, so if you want the document, the home-going home, uh, uh, packet document today, send an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com or call 800-588-7526 and request a copy of that uh, document. Love to send it to you. Nick, thanks for being our guest today. Thanks for having me, Mike. It's always always a pleasure. So everyone have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week for more of Talking Money. Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested.